Welcome to Guru's Real Estate Radio. My name is Bill Zeltman and I am your host. Reminder, you can follow me at America's Gurus wherever you do your social media. I do short videos, uh, training videos. They're usually no more than about two minutes long, but they give you a tip. You can follow them. I put new videos up every week. Usually I put two or three videos up every week. So jump on, subscribe, and follow me. Also be sure to follow me at YouTube for the same, uh, also at America's Gurus. You'll find this podcast there and along with all my other videos, you can watch them, you can watch, uh, you know, if there's a certain topic, we have them, they're all broken down by topic and things like that, so you can watch those. What I wanted to talk about today, guys, this is a big one, it's a little different than what I normally do. Normally, we just talk about things that, um, you know, that, that you do every day and or what you should be doing every day and creating habits and uh, all of those types of things. But today, what I want to do is I want to break down the NAR lawsuit. Uh, for you, though, those of you that don't know, I manage about 100 realtors and I have some that are real nervous Nellies about this. And I understand it's a scary proposition you know, especially if you don't totally understand what's happening, what the ramifications could be, etc. Well, today we're going to take some of that scariness away and we're going to talk about it. So let's get started um, unpacking this, what turned out to be $1.78 billion lawsuit that the NAR and other brokerages just lost and what its effect will be on the industry. The main, there were three main issues in this lawsuit. First, the seller didn't want to pay the buyer's agent to negotiate against them. You know, it's funny, I've been in this business for 10 years, and that's not really a thought that most realtors ever even consider. But the fact is, is you go and you procure a listing, and let's just say that you get a 6% uh, listing agreement, so you have a 6% commission coming, if you're smart, like my agents, at 6%, you keep 3.5% for yourself and you offer 2.5% to the other client. That is a lesson for another time, but I just wanted to throw that in there. But let's just say you're offering 2.5% or maybe you, you split it and you do the 3%. Think about this. That person on a... $400,000 house is going to pay $12,000 for someone to negotiate against them. And again, we never really think about that. Up oh, the seller pays, no big deal. You know, just like we split closing costs or we split, uh, you know, the, the title, depending on what state you're in. Um, you know, buyer pays title, seller pays title, you know, low, you know, stamp docs, you know, whatever those things are. And we don't think about it. It's just a closing cost, right? But think about it from this buyer, these buyers that have, that have come in with this class action suit. Why am I paying $12,000 for an agent to come and literally negotiate against me? And so that's what the first part of this lawsuit was. Number two, sellers didn't feel like they had a choice to not pay a buyer's agent. Guys, how many times have you had this conversation? Well, if we don't offer them at least two and a half percent, the buyer's agents aren't going to show the property. Some of you say, well, we really need to have three percent or, you know, so because we want we want to really entice them, that buyer's agent to show the house. And if your house is equal 
to the house next door and the house next door that's also for sale is two and a half percent yours is three percent you're going to get more showings and they're going to try to you know move your house more uh, by the way none of that is ethical um, you should never show a house based on or not based on the percentage uh, i had an agent in brigantine new jersey I, I almost am tempted to to share her name because she she this was so disgusting I had a client that was in, you know, this was back to eight, 10 years ago, maybe not quite that long, whatever, but still the market hadn't, hadn't switched to the crazy seller's market that we had. He was in a situation where the only way he could sell his house and not have to come with thousands of dollars at a table, or at least a couple thousand dollars at a table, was for me to sell it at 4%. I agreed. So I did a 2-2 split. I don't normally do that. Again, we'll talk about that in the pricing conversation and taking yourself out of that equation. This guy was in his late 70s. You know, he just wanted to downsize, get, you know, retire, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I took it 4%, 2-2. This woman said, I've got a buyer for your house, uh, but I refuse to show it at 2%, so I'm not gonna show it. She came back to me for the entire six months I had that. She then, in the middle of it, went to my client behind my back and said, I'll sell this house, but you know, you gotta wait till it expires. I've got the buyer right here, but you're gonna pay me whatever, 3%, whatever, I don't know what it was. And she went to my buyer. I should have brought her up on ethics charges. I didn't. Um, and if you guys ever experienced that, you should. Uh, but I, I say all that to go back to the fact that we tell our clients, we have to be honest here, guys. We tell our clients, unless you put the house and a certain percentage for the buyer's agent, no one's going to come, they're not gonna show your house. The only person will show your house will be me. And then of course you can use the statistics, um, you know, eight, uh, you know, only 8%, 6%, 8% buy from the seller's broker, blah, blah, blah. So for the seller to feel like they didn't have a choice to not pay a buyer's agent, I understand it because guys, we, again, we have to be honest, we bully that point. And while I don't think anybody says you have to, I, I bet you the words you have to has come out of many realtors' mouths, and that's why we're in trouble. And again, we'll talk about what we need to do to change coming up in a little bit. But quite frankly, that is our issue, guys. That's our problem is they felt as though they were not given the ability to choose and that commissions, uh, especially buyer's commissions, uh, were not an option to pay or not pay. Uh, by the way, guys, we have exclusive, you know, exclusive agency listing agreements. Well, I don't know when the last time anybody here has, has signed one. I did have an agent that went um, to show a house and she called me and said, what's exclusive agency? Because she hadn't seen it in her 20, 30 year career, she should have known that, but she didn't. Uh, new to me though, she hadn't been through my training yet. So, but anyway, uh, and I had to explain it. But guys, we need to make sure that we're clear. And we'll talk about what we need to do moving forward. The third uh, main issue is the seller didn't feel as though they could negotiate commissions. Again, guys, this is something that I, I this one of the three is the one that I kind of like, really? because how many times have you walked in to a listing appointment? I teach this objection. It's one of the top three objection handling techniques that I teach because it happens so often. Well, you're saying you're gonna charge me 6%. The guy down the street 
that I met with yesterday told me he'd only charge me five, right? We hear that all the time. So I'm not as sure about this one and I don't feel as solid about this one, but I know, and I, I know people that have done this. I know people that do this. They will show up at a listing appointment and they will have on their uh, listing agreement, the percentage already filled out. And they do that purposefully because they want to get 6%. Uh, or they want to get even 7%. I have agents that go in with 7% written on there and, and they've done this. They go in there with 7% on there or 6% on there. It's already in ink. So that must be what it is. That's what you charge. That's the price. Well, we have not done a job, a good job of educating our public that these commissions are negotiable. And guys, don't be afraid of that because as long as you can defend what it is that you do and you better darn well be able to, and again, if you haven't taken my listing conversation training or my uh, pricing conversation training, you need to because I go through and teach this of how to build the value. Six percent is a deal, baby. Uh, and when you, by the time they're done talking to one of my agents, they realize that they're getting what they pay for and that all works. So they're the three main issues. Um, but what we need we do need more info about the ruling, but this is most likely what these rulings mean. And we will talk about what these rulings mean when we come back from this short break. You are one of many realtors in your town. Most realtors use the same marketing tactics. They buy leads, door knock, send postcards. With no product differentiation, the client chooses the agent doing the most business. Why shouldn't they? That realtor uses the same marketing templates as you, but has proven to the client that they can get the job done with their track record of business. Meanwhile, you and the hundreds of other local realtors are all using the same marketing strategies and can't show that you're as successful as that top agent, while the client learns to ignore your efforts. This is where the My Town Gurus marketing and learning system comes in. We only work with one realtor per town, differentiating them as the digital mayor or guru of their town. How do we do this? We create a website and social media pages exclusively for your town. We include local news, events, and partner with local businesses to provide fresh, up-to-date content management on your website and social media sites. Next, we help you build a community on social media, creating a unique place where neighbors can meet and share local news, events, local happenings, heads-up notifications, job postings, advice, lost pets, remember whens, and more all with you in the center of it. We then teach you how to leverage relationships with local business owners and community organizations. Our unique solution allows them to post on your webpage and social media sites for free and instantly builds value and trust while anchoring you as the local expert and a resource for your community. This makes relationship building simple with every business and community organization in your town and makes you the natural realtor for them to refer business to. Also included is our Step Ahead Real Estate Training Academy. Our industry best online learning system and daily motivation videos teach you the skills you need to be a top realtor. There are 12 tracks of learning, 48 learning modules, and over 500 individual lessons and breakout sessions. This is the best educational system available to realtors, all included in the My Town Guru system. Stand out from the crowd and stop marketing your way to mediocrity. Become the official town guru of your town today. 
Contact us now for a free demo and to reserve your town. Hurry before it's gone. And we're back. This is Bill Zeltman, America's real estate guru, and you are listening to Guru's Real Estate Coaching Radio. Uh, again, please follow me at America's Gurus. That's G R U R S, America's Gurus. So it's got two S's in it. Uh, use both, and you will find me. I'm on pretty much every platform. Also, subscribe to my YouTube and make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We're glad you're here. Um, again, uh, I put videos out two, three, four times a week with little training tips and things like that. It's not a huge investment in your time. I try to keep them very short, one and a half to three minutes. So uh, make sure you go on. You will learn. Uh, you will get stronger and you'll be a better realtor by watching my videos. And of course, they're all free of charge. So they're there for you. Just check them out. So again, we just went through the three issues. Seller doesn't want to pay the buyer's agent to negotiate against them. Seller doesn't feel as though they had a choice not to pay the buyer's agent. And the seller didn't feel that they could negotiate commissions. Again, we need to get more information, but most likely, and from first, you know, reading these, uh, you know, reading the, what, what the judge's decisions were, what the opinion was, this is what I'm taking from it. And this is what you should take from it too. Again, we need to stay tuned to this. Let's keep reading when you see stuff in there. I know NAR sending stuff out. Uh, you should also check independent sources just so we're getting a fair story. Uh, but the, so number one, here it is. Every multiple listing service and the companies that are working for them are going to have to publicly make it clear that commissions are 100% negotiable. They can't just actually just say that they are. They also are gonna to have to make it clear that the seller is not forced to pay any set buyer's agent fee, if anything. Florida, you know, we have what's called a transaction broker and that helps with this uh, in some cases, although not fully. We are going to have to tell the seller, you know, th th this is a negotiable fee and let's decide together what do we want to pay a buyer's agent? Now, does that mean that you can't say, look, if we give them 3%, a buyer's agent, they are going to be more motivated to sell your property than if we give them a $200 uh, little commission like they do with rentals in the Tampa Bay area. You know, you, nobody does rentals in the Tampa Bay area except the listing agent because it, we would spend more in gas than you would taking people out. And I know there's other places in the country that are like this as well. They don't do the 50-50 split like they do in a lot of other places. I'm from New Jersey. It was always a 50-50 of the first month's rent was your typical. Here it's $100, $200. This potentially could make a buyer's agent only earn $100, $200, $300. The problem again with that, and again, not necessarily, this isn't necessarily ethical, but it's true. If I convinced my buyers to give the buyer's broker 3%, and the guy two houses down couldn't convince him to give him more than $500. Do you think that that broker is going to push and, and steer and a bunch of other words that we know are illegal in our business? But let's be honest. Don't we know that they're going to prefer to show the 3% house as opposed to the $500 house? And the answer to that is an unequivocal yes, guys. Let's, come on, we, 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 let's be honest and real here shouldn't be you should be doing always 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 what's in the best interest of your client not your best interest but when you're talking about three percent or five hundred dollars 
you're going to have agents that are going to say, are going to, you know, really push for that 3% house. So we can still have that conversation. You know, here's, you know, obviously paying a buyer's agent is completely negotiable and up to you, but I recommend that we do because ABC. I have this, I've always had this conversation with my clients. Um, they're like, well, can you explain the breakdown? And on the, especially in Florida, not as much New Jersey because it's kind of more crammed together, but in the Florida listing agreement that the, the uh, Florida Association of Realtors has out, there's another section where it shows what you're giving. And usually the biggest question that I get before they sign it, wait, is this an additional two and a half percent or an additional 3%? And I go back and explain again, no. And the reason we're offering this, and, and I'll tell them, would you rather offer, you know, two and a half percent or three percent? Uh, you know, and then I'll raise mine to six and a half percent because I'm getting three and a half percent for the marketing that I'm going to do, right? But I go through and say, why guys, you know, what, or, or these are the reasons guys that it will behoove you to pay a little more here than there. Well, I heard about this lawsuit and I can only have, I, maybe I only pay them, I'll give you 3%, but I'm only gonna give them $1,000. That is, and this is the correct answer. That's your choice. And you absolutely can do that. What I can tell you, however, and you tell the story, if there's a property in your neighborhood that's competing with you or surrounding neighborhood, and they're offering a 3% and you're offering a $1,000, right or wrong, that 3% property is going to get more exposure it's going to sell quicker and it's probably going to sell for a higher price. So it's really important guys that when we talk about this, uh, that we do make it clear that commissions are hundred percent negotiable, uh, and guys that, um, you're not forced to pay a buyer's agent. But what I would tell you is that you make that clear and you also make it clear why it, it makes sense to say, to, uh, pay a buyer's agent. I promise you that moving forward, we're going to start to see buyer's agents get paid $500, $1,000, probably a lot of different flat fees um, from this. That is, that's my prediction anyway. Uh, it just makes sense. And the thing is, if it goes across the board and people start doing it, all of a sudden, guess what? Buyer's agent knows, hey, it's a $1,500 flat fee when I, when I uh, sell a house. I know some of you are out there with the hair on your back standing up. I'm going to give my spoil alert because you guys have always heard me say this. And I'll say it again and again and again. None of this matters if you're a seller's agent. We work with sellers. We play with buyers. I've been teaching this now for over 10 years in this business. It's never been more true. I don't care if they only give me $1,500 for a buyer because working with buyers is playing. It's playing with buyers. My real job is to procure listings. Oh, but I've been a buyer's agent for the last 25 years. Yeah, well, guess what? Your pay, just like I teach already, even in the current state, your pay is going to be commensurate with who you work with. If you work with sellers, you're going to have a consistent paycheck. If you work with buyers, it's going to be up and down, back and forth, and all, and you already are at the, um, at the whim of the seller's agent. Like I said, I teach all of my agents. We do 6% commission. My seller's agent gets 3.5%. The buyer's agent, we give them two and a half percent. We charge them a 300 and, I don't know, $250, $300 MLS fee on top of that. We charge this, we charge that. They have no control by being the buyer's agent. I had somebody call me. So I, the first day of my vacation, I get somebody calling me about one of my agents 
this is unethical and I'm going to report them to the board. I said, first of all, do you know, understand the rules, um, the, the, the laws and the rules of, of brokerage? I'm like, they can charge whatever they want. They can give whatever they want. I said, second of all, who's your broker? Because your broker obviously hasn't educated you. And they haven't taught you the most important lesson. This is what I said to the guy. I said, listen, you ought to come work for me. I'll teach you how to work with sellers. You won't care about this anymore. And then you can earn three and a half percent. Sure, you'll get the incidental buyer, but your business should be based around listings. And the guy just said, the duh, 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 because he didn't get it and he didn't understand. Oh, she's not being fair. I had somebody say to me, oh, I can't do that because it's not fair. What do you mean it's not fair? How easy is it to pick up a buyer? Go to the grocery store, you pick up a buyer. Your friend will call, oh, I got a friend who wants to buy. Buyers are everywhere, right? How hard is it to get a seller? I spend three hours a day, five days a week on the phone, calling, 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 getting yelled at. Don't call me again, calling for sell by owners. You guys all know what that's about. It's work, but at the end of the day, it's the work that you do that's gonna give you that consistent paycheck. So we work with sellers, we play with buyers, and if you take that mentality, yes, is this concerning? Does it raise an eyebrow? But you're gonna be okay, I promise. Second thing to take from this, any company or MLS that does not publicly do this will have a huge target on their back for future lawsuits. So if your MLS doesn't get out and say, from my first point here, everything's negotiable, Paying a buyer's agent, negotiable, not required, blah, blah, blah. If you don't go and do all of that, what you're gonna end up having happen is your MLS is gonna be sued. So MLSs need to get on this. They need to write policies. Um, I truly believe it comes back to the NAR and each state, uh, you know, Florida Association of Realtors, New Jersey Association of Realtors, all the other states coming up with a policy that they enforce with their MLSs to ensure and and you know listen I'm not a bureau I'm not one of these bureaucrat people that like people coming down you know I certainly don't like the federal government telling me what to do I don't like the state government telling me what to do but in these in this case guys we need protection and that would give them the protection um, so it's really important that uh, that that they go and they do this so that's what it most likely means. Third part, what are the ramifications? They're pretty cut and dry. Number one, buyer leads are gonna plummet in value and might become next to worthless as the industry pivots uh, to requiring a seller to pay for a buyer's agent, or no longer requiring a seller to pay for a buyer's agent. Uh, so that is, you know, all these little op cities and realtors and Zillows and whatever, that are, that are charging you a ridiculous amount of money for crummy buyer leads, they're gonna be in trouble. Uh, buyer's leads are just not going to be the exciting gold. I've got a pre-approved buyer for you right here. Oh, good. And now I'm gonna get a $500 flat fee. Um, it's just not going to have the same allure. It's not gonna be as valuable. Number two, um, a lot more dual agency is coming if buyers do not wanna pay for their own buyer's agent. Now, some states don't have dual disclosed uh, agency. We do not here in Florida, but we can work as a transaction broker. We can also do, um, again, an agency relationship instead of exclusive right to sell and exclusive right uh, to agency, basically, where that could, 
that will probably become more and more prevalent. The problem with this, and what I would say to you, you know, if you're if a client wants to go this route, is again, you know, I work for a company that's got one of the biggest reaches, if not the biggest reach in the world. I get it, but that excludes the 10 other brokerages, which may not have the reach that mine does, but they also have their own reaches and some of them are pretty significant. Those people aren't gonna see these houses. Websites like Zillow, uh, how are they even gonna show them? Will they, will they even be on them, right? Um, it's going to change how it will, and, and let's go to the bigger thing, ease of use. Okay, so let, let, let me break this down. Let's take Zillow and realtor.com and all those out of the equation. Exclusive right to agency. Uh, you know, I'm Century 21. I sign a listing and it's exclusive right to agency. My friend down the street works for Remax. She signs another house in the same neighborhood, same price. Exclusive right to agency. I'm now Joe Consumer and I want to find houses. I now have to go on the Century 21 website to see my listing, switch over and go to Remax.com or whatever their website is to see the other listing, I got to go to Coldwell Banker, I got to go to, you know, whatever to see these listings. It, this, this is a concern for buyers, in my opinion, for searching houses. It's going to make it a little more difficult. It's also going to make it more difficult for the agents. Hey, I'll send you a list of houses, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we set that up uh, for our agents. Hopefully you're using your website and not the MLS, another conversation for another day. But um, that's the type of things that we need to, 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 to think about because the house is not going to be as well publicized if we're using exclusive uh, right to agency. So um, again, understand that a lot more of that is coming. Listings will become incredibly more valuable than they already are and working with buyers will be incredibly risky unless you get them to sign a buyer's rep agreement. And even if you do, hey, the buyer's gonna pay me $1,500 as a closing cost. Well, what happens if they don't pay? Are you willing to sue them? Um, it, 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 there's a lot of messes that are in this. We're going to be working with buyers. And again, so what I go back to is how are you going to get paid with that? Um, even if that's the case and you do get paid, how much are you going to be able to charge, right? Uh, let's go back to that $400,000 listing. Are you going to be able to charge a uh, $12,000, what you would get on a 3%? $12,000 closing cost? Of course not. Buyers are lucky. You're lucky to get a buyer to get three and a half percent down payment together, guys. You're trying to get an extra $12,000 out of them. The extra $1,500 out of them is going to be a good luck situation. So the end of the day, guys, is remember what I've always taught you. We work with sellers. We play with buyers. Everything's going to be okay. Just keep your eye on this. Uh, we will keep our eye on it. If I do another podcast, I will. I'll certainly be doing videos about this. So follow me at America's Gurus. Be sure to join us next week. Next week, I'm going to talk about um, getting out of your comfort zone. I just did a video on this uh, and I, I feel the inspiration for a podcast on it. So we'll see you next week on Gurus Real Estate Coaching Radio.